G'day everybody, my name is Ellie Waters and you're listening to The Dis Regulated Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is coming to you from bed 144 at the Barrington Clinic, Maitland Private Hospital. Today's episode will be about first impressions of this particular psych ward, a bit about what I've been getting up to, and we'll get into the nitty gritty of medications and diagnoses at the end. Stay tuned for that part because there have been some big changes. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to give us a rating, a review, and share it around with your mates because no other podcast is as open, genuine, honest, and cutting edge as this one. Like seriously, I'm sitting in a psych ward where I've smuggled in my recording gear and I'm hoping nobody can hear me on the other side of the door right now or else you might not hear from me again for a while. So surely that deserves a five-star rating, right? Anyway, you can also follow the show on Instagram at at thedisregulated.podcast. That is at thedisregulated.podcast, where I'll be posting some sneaky insider pics and videos. So here we are, finally, which begs the question, is finally being admitted to the psychiatric ward actually helping And are we turning this ship around? Well, the answer is sort of, sort of. One thing that appears apparent to me so far is that I would be close to the most mentally ill person here. Go me. Maybe a toss up with a few others, but I'm certainly not as far along the improvement scale as many here seem to be. I suspect most here are suffering from either depression or anxiety or both. That's my my suspicion. I'm probably wrong, which can be debilitating, and I'm certainly not saying that they're having it easy. Definitely not. But again, I appear to be the most complex bastard here, and that has pretty much been confirmed by my psychiatrist, but more on that later. So while others are engaging in the activities and giving it a good go, I am instead hiding in my room or sitting silently at the back of the room, the activities room. I was hoping when I came in that I would take over the joint and be the king of the ward, but I've since realised that I am no shape, way or form mentally strong enough to do anything like that, which is a shame, but maybe we'll get there. We are just hanging on by a thread, although if you're hanging on by a thread, this is the place to be, right? Exactly, this is the place to be. So the days here are pretty structured. You have compulsory psychoeducation classes to attend, and there's other activities lined up as well, such as walks outside, bingo, reflection activities, art therapy. There's a pool and a gym as well, plus set medication times, which is good for me as someone who often forgets to take his meds. Anyway, most of the activities I haven't really done any of, I must admit, except for the psychoeducation classes, of course because they are mandatory, which bugs me because it isn't material that an honours graduate in psychology really needs refreshing over. There isn't anything new in these classes, and to be honest, I feel like I should be the one running them sometimes instead. But maybe this is a good chance to keep my ego in check. At the very least, the classes are a good opportunity to refresh myself of the material and remind myself that although I know most of what is being taught, That isn't actually the issue here. The issue is, and it always has been, the implementation of the skills and techniques discussed. And that is something that I have no leg to stand on, unfortunately. Definitely not. 
and it's been a hard, a hard task to do them all. All the mindfulness journaling, cognitive distancing, DBT skills, etc. But I'm not here for a holiday. This is not a holiday. This is the grandest stage of them all as far as my mental health goes. So we've been giving it our all, everything that we've got. We don't seem to have much to give, but we've been given it. All the while reminding myself that this is a slow burn and to give myself time. We aren't going to turn this ship around in a week, that's for sure. So in other words, Elliot, don't do what you would normally do, which is give up on these things when instant success isn't found. Slow and steady, day by day. Keep going, keep practicing, and become a master at these skills and techniques. That's when we have created a life worth living, after all. So yes, it's been hard. Right now I'm in the peak withdrawal stage of various medications that have been taken away from me. That means no more sertraline, no more Vyvanse, no more olanzapine or lorazepam. Pregabalin so far has avoided the chopping block, but I think it's time will come. So yes, withdrawal. I've been extremely anxious, more so than depressed. It's more the anxiety part, but I've been so, so tired. I've been going to sleep at like 8 o'clock at night, and then I have to wake up at 7.30 in the morning, which is good, because this place forces you to have a routine, which I've desperately needed for a very, very long time. I've ADHD. My goodness, routine is everything. The problem is that when you're withdrawing from these drugs, the anxiety and need for sleep and rest takes over. So that is why I haven't been able to engage in the activities as much as I would like. But that time will come. And I'm told the withdrawal should start to ease in a few days, which is good news. So we are deep in the hole right now. And did I mention those intrusive thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, they're running wild at the moment. But I have to stay strong and stick to the course. Things will get worse before they get better. And we knew that, but I'm told it will definitely get better. So we've dug in and are in the brace position. Bombs are going off inside my brain right now, but soon I have reinforcements of my own coming. And I'm told their arsenal packs a punch. So hopefully starting with clomipramine, we will see some progress. Now that brings me to medications and diagnoses. So I've seen my psychiatrist twice now and it has been made extremely clear that I am not the usual case that would come through these doors. Lucky me. And he has a theory as to why I've been given so many different labels, so many medications and yet have so far fallen short. And that reason is because of a misdiagnosis. A misdiagnosis that has made previous treatment options redundant, and that diagnosis is Asperger's syndrome, or high-functioning autism. Add it to the list. Unbelievable. Now, Asperger's isn't technically a disorder anymore, as it has been lumped under the autism umbrella. But for clarity's sake, if we look at the diagnosis formerly known as Asperger's, things make a bit of sense. Those who have their brains wired differently, i.e. those of us with ADHD or autism, Asperger's, or any other developmental disorder, tend to not respond well to first-line treatments. For example, SSRIs, SNRIs, etc. I've gone on about them before, how much they've done nothing for me. Well, maybe this is why. Now, we also tend 
to not respond well to the modern atypical antipsychotic medications of which I've been on, olanzapine and quetiapine. My psychiatrist has found that those of us, those of us who are a bit different neurochemically tend to respond better to the older classes of medications. In my case, medications such as clomipramine, which is a tricyclic antidepressant, it is old school. Same with the psychotics, the first generation or typical, not atypical, typical antipsychotics seem to work the best. The only problem is that these older medications come with more severe side effects, but I'm happy to trade more side effects for contentment and peace of mind. If I get nausea in the mornings and have to vomit every day, but after that I'm a happy and fully functional, fully functional Elliot who gives a, who gives a, bring it on I say. So that is where we are at on that front. Asperger's added to my ever-growing list of diagnoses and now the introduction of a tricyclic antidepressant. And that is big, big news, let me tell you. So that's a lot to digest. Trust me, it's been a big first few days. And I'll definitely do some episodes focusing on tricyclic, tricyclic antidepressants, first generation antipsychotics, and their differences compared to the newer SSRI, SNRI, and second generation antipsychotics. And I think it goes without saying that at some point I will need to do a deep dive into Asperger's as well. But that is all for now. We're still in this fight, even though, as expected, things have gotten a bit worse. But eventually, we will start to climb out of this hole, and I'm sure great progress will be made, which is something quite exciting to think about. So thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. It is a great mood booster to see people engaging with the content, while it feels as though I'm locked away here on the psych ward from everybody. Please remember to share the podcast around with anyone that may benefit. That's really, really important. Anyway, thanks as always, and I look forward to your company for the next episode of the Disregulated Podcast. <laughs>